tuned to the His Harline podcast, where we ignite independent and accurate thought, break the chains and shackles of mental bondage, challenge societal norms, and traverse through the timeless teachings of our Heavenly Father. Join us as we liberate minds and embrace the power of the Great Awakening while embracing true sovereignty. Welcome to the show. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Thank you for tuning in to the His Hard Line podcast. And if you want to find our official social media accounts and find more shows like this you can do so at hishardline.com that's www.hishardline.com i am jason your co-host with our sovereign lord and savior christ jesus at my side because he is the host with the most and the most high he's at the helm behind the wheel in the captain's chair steering this great ship through these crazy rough waters in this storm that we call life so welcome to his Line. Today's show is titled Brains and Chains, and today's reading will be out of the book of Joel, chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. Please be advised that I'm not a doctor, holistic health expert, financial advisor, biblical scholar, or bar lawyer, and while I am a member of the Michigan General Bureau Assembly in good lawful standing, I am not the official face or voice of the National State or County Assembly. I do not endorse or advocate for violence unless it's in self-defense of me and my family. And please note that the opinions, thoughts, and statements expressed on this platform are solely my own and for educational and entertainment purposes only. So today, we're going to be tackling a topic that's near and dear to my heart and ultimately is one of the biggest reasons why I refined this podcast after the first of the year. We're going to be talking about breaking free from the chains that hold our minds captive. And this ends up being kind of a, a big issue for a lot of people in this country. It seems like we've got a lot of sleepers out there who just don't know how to think for themselves. And that is one of the biggest reasons why we are in the mess that we are in. A lot of mindless drones out there who just cannot think. Mark Twain once said that it's easier to fool people. It's easier to fool people than to convince them that they have been fooled. Now, most people these days, okay, most people these days, like, it just seems like they are just skimming the surface when it comes to thinking critically. And it's mind-boggling to think about, honestly, because these people who rely, these are the same people who still rely on mainstream media or social media, right? They rely on Facebook for their news. And while there might be some factual stuff that you can get on Facebook and still some factual stuff on mainstream media, you know, mainstream news, it, by and large, it's not, it's not the place to get all your information. They still lie. They push a narrative. They have a, an agenda that they are pushing, that they are trying to follow. And people will take any narrative that fits their ideology or their thought process, right? Their romantic thoughts in their own mind that they hope and wish one day would come true. And they run with the narrative regardless of its sources or whether if it's true or not. Whether if it's true or not. Now, FYI for anybody. So I'm actually recording this show live. Uh, typically, uh, the podcast that I do Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays are generally recordings that I do um, without it being a live, because usually I only do live shows on Sundays, but every once in a while I will do a recording and allow it to go live for whoever chooses to come over. But anyways, um, I also wanted to just, you know, on this subject though, what's the deal? I, I, I ask this question all the time. What's the deal with this lack of critical thinking. Why is America by and large so deficient 
in thinking for themselves? Well, according to a piece that was written by Paul on the michigandejure.org website that belongs to the MGJA, it all comes down to emotional thinking and closed mental circuits. And basically, basically, we're stuck in these patterns of illogical thinking that are keeping us from really understanding the world around us. Now, here's what's scarier. We're not even aware that we're stuck. And when I say we're, you know, the, the most people, not me, not you, I'm sure, because otherwise you wouldn't be here if you weren't a critical thinker. But, you know, most of the people out there are not even aware that they are stuck in a cycle half the time. You know, they're just going through the motions. They're accepting whatever information comes their way without really stopping to question it. That's the other thing. Nobody stops to question the narratives or what's being peddled their way. They just take it hook, line, and sinker. And boom, they just, they bite on whatever is in front of their face most of the time, unless it sounds really outlandish, then, then they might, you know, raise an eyebrow, but it's like we're on autopilot, just coasting through life, not really engaging with the world around us. But here's the thing. We do not have to stay stuck in this cycle. You don't. You have the power to break free from these mental change chains and start thinking for yourself. Now, if you're listening to this, whether if it's live or on the download side, and you think somebody could really benefit from listening to this, please send it over to them because this is going to be a very critical podcast. And a lot of people need to hear this. We need, when I say we, the people that don't ask the tough questions and don't challenge the narrative, we need to take a step back and examine our thought processes. You need to challenge yourself, right? You need to look beyond the surface and really dig deep into the heart of the matter. Now, I know what you're thinking. That's easier said than done, Jason. Okay, I get it. Trust me, I know. I get it. It's not easy to break free from the comfort of our own thoughts, to question everything that we've been taught and everything that we think we know. But as Paul reminds us, and we're going to get into the reading of that on the on the other half, uh, on the second half of this show after the, the Bible reading, but as Paul reminds us in this you know piece that he wrote, it's on the front page, like I said, on michigandejure.org. It is absolutely necessary if we want to grow as people, right, as men and women, and as a society. So how do we start breaking free from these mental chains? Well, it's going to take some work. It's, that's, you know, that's for sure. We're going to need to start by being more mindful of the information that we're consuming. We need to question the sources and really start thinking critical, critically about what we're being told. Stop taking every narrative, hook, line, and sinker, and running with it, allowing the spool of, you know, fishing uh, line to to run out until you get snagged so bad that oh, you're you're screwed now. You got that hook deep in your mouth now. Now you're 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 caught. You're caught by the system. They got you. They got in your mind. You might think you're able to you know swim away from the narrative, but Little do you realize you got that hook so deeply embedded in your mouth. Let's also not forget about the importance of community in all of this, right? We don't have to go at this alone. That's why it's so important to surround yourselves with like-minded men and women who are also committed to break, you know, breaking free from these mental chains. We can support each other and hold each other accountable. So, my main question here is, are you, if you are one of those people who still listens to mainstream media, who still believes in people like Glenn Beck and other places like that, and I'm not trying to demonize Glenn Beck, so don't even start sending me hate mail, but I'm just saying there is a lot of big voices out there that are very contradictory and they got to their positions for a reason. Okay. Let's just be honest about it. It's just like Hollywood. It's just like music entertainers in, in the music industry. They didn't get to where they're at without, well, without basically signing themselves over to the devil. 
if we're going to be honest with ourselves. So are you ready to start thinking critically? And are you ready to start questioning the world around you? Because I know I am. I have been. I have been questioning the things around me for the last three, four years. Ever since COVID-2020 rocked our world, it started getting me to question more and more. I'm like, holy crap. I used to be a big political debater. I love debating people at work. I love taking my conservative views and beating liberals over the head with it. But you know what I discovered? That's what they wanted us to do. They want to take matters of politics, of social status, of, of, of sexual preference, of race and gender and, and religious views and you name it, man, you name it. What band you like to different genres of music, they want us, they want us divided. A house divided against itself cannot stand. And they do whatever they can to divide us with any mechanisms that they deem fit. And, and speaking of divi- you know, division, and again, I'm going to keep the names out of my mouth because that is not what I'm about. You know, I'm not about that here on this platform. I'm not going to bring people's name on this platform and drag them through the mud. Now, if you know who they are, great. Don't put anything in the comment section. Don't put it out there. But there's a group of people out there and they're on different platforms they have different shows out there but they come out on the scene they get involved with the assembly and then what ends up happening what ends up happening is they're all gung-ho about the assembly they're 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 promoting it they're getting people like destry on and 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 getting him to discuss it you know openly to their audience right and then they get people like uh like uh yeah well i'm gonna take other names out but other people that are in the assembly right in the national assembly and or in the general general assembly from different states some of them are not good people some of them are frauds. Some of them are probably deep state agents trying to screw and subvert the progress of the people in general general assembly. And then they get their audience all about the assembly. Cause they've even said on one of these platforms, they even said themselves, Oh, their audience is, you know, that's, that's one of their most, you know, viewed, uh, podcasts is when they discuss the general general assembly. Well, that's because people are trying to find remedy for how we fix our nation. And then all of a sudden out of left field, they bring people on to talk about tactical civics. What? What? Are you kidding me? You're going to use your platform and muddy the waters by discussing something that is of de facto origin called tactical civics and you're basically sowing more confusion in the minds again in the minds of people out there who are trying to figure it out and wade through the water and trying to find the real lawful remedy of how we restore this republic and you go out there for a year year and a half being in part of your general assembly in your local state and then you start bringing people on your platform now look it's not my platform you they can you know these people can bring on whoever they want but you were doing the american public a disservice and then when when they were you know when there was a comment under the video uh, by somebody in my state as a matter of fact they were asking like what are you doing like basically what are you doing I thought you were part of your assembly. Why are you bringing people, you know, with from tactical civics on here? And you know what t- both their responses were? Two different people who are part of this platform. Well, you know, this is all part of self-governance. This is all part of self-governance. We need to have these conversations. No, you do not have these conversations. You're supposed to be a watcher on the wall. You're supposed to be self-educated enough to keep that bull crap away from people because you know damn well it doesn't work and then you want to muddy the waters and so people can't see more than two feet in front of them when they're swimming trying to figure out where they need to go no i'm sorry that's not part of self-governance you're supposed to figure out and sift through the knowledge and the information before you just start bringing any tom dick and harry i mean you might as well just bring Anna Von Wright's AVR on your platform. You might as well bring Ted Turner, Tim Turner, whatever his name is, or, or Russell J. Gould, who, who, who believes in 
whatever the hell he believes in capturing the flag by 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 being the postmaster general and that's how you restore the you might as well just bring all these boneheads on your platform too and say hey good job this is how we do it i believe in what you're doing i mean come on you might as well bring on people from rusa or or you know national liberty alliance i mean come on don't abuse the American public's trust by being contradictory in your content. One thing you will find over here to his hard line is you are going to see consistency. And if there is something that I've ever been incorrect on or that I have uh, that I've maybe misspoken on, believe me, I will correct the record because that's what real men and women do. Pisses me off. If I'm going to be honest with it. We need to be well-informed. Yes, we need to be self-educated when we're involved in the assembly. Yes. How do you expect to operate properly in a grand jury deliberation if you can't think for yourself? So anyways, before we get into the, the reading and the actual subject matter of Brains and Chains, I do want to play a couple things here, uh, which I thought was pretty comical. Get a little get a little laughter in us today. Uh, here's the first thing I wanted to play. Um, this is a comedian. I don't know what his name is, but it was sent to me via text in a group text by a certain snowman up there in the great north uh, state of Alaska. Uh, listen to this. This is funny. Uh, God forbid anybody tried invading America, because this guy, I think, is spot on. States of America, most powerful country on this planet. And it's not because we have more money or we're better looking. No, <laughs> it's because we have something in this country they don't have in other countries. That's right. I'm talking about rednecks. <laughs> Good old boys with an arsenal in their basement that have been waiting for just such an occasion. Since 1775. <laughs> oh, believe me, foreign troops land in the South. There'll be a line of pickup trucks and NASCARs heading down I 95. Marines will show up three hours later, nothing but beer cans and shotgun shells. What the hell happened here? War's over, baby! <laughs> that is great. I love it. World war is over, baby. Here's something else. Now, this was interesting. Somebody, uh, Lisa, sent this to me. Uh, from the Georgia General General Assembly. Um, she, this is, I don't know what TV show this is from, but boy, oh boy, the truth about everything in the world in a matter of two minutes flat. Listen to this. This is amazing. Done. I win. <laughs> Cheryl, it's not a race. That's what losers say. <laughs> what is that? The truth. Every time a new baby is born, the Federal Reserve issues a secret birth certificate printed by a company called the American Bank. That way, the government can use people as currency to back the debt they have with the World Economic Forum, which owns the central banks of every nation on Earth. But the WEF is just a front for the Council on Foreign Relations, which masterminded the 9-11 attacks as a pretext to invade Iraq, take the oil, and install fast food chains to make people slow, fat, and easily abductable by the shape-shifting reptilian aliens it works with. Now... Back in the 30s, FDR made a deal with these reptilians to exchange people for technology. That was the basis of the New Deal. But ever since, they've been slowly replacing all the world leaders to create a nuclear holocaust to make global warming real for their takeover. That's how they made up the Cold War, by sending Laika to space to bite Neil Armstrong while Kubrick was faking the moon landing. Now they're using satellite waves, contrails, and measles vaccines as mind control and fluoridating the water to keep people's gold fillings intact so they can be sent back to, you guessed it, the Federal Reserve where all the gold and birth certificates are stored by the real puppet master, the world monarch, who is himself only the servant of the all-seeing eye who controls everything in the world. I was wrong. You do win. <laughs> uh, again, I don't know what show that's from, but that's pretty, uh, that's about spot on. 
That's about spot on. Now, one more audio piece I want to play before we get into the reading of uh, the book of Joel here. Again, it's only five verses, but chapter three. But uh, I believe this is Denzel Washington. It looks like him, sounds like him. But, you know, the face in the video here, it's uh, very interesting. It, it looks like a very older version of a Denzel. But listen to this, because this is very, very true about how Satan works. Uh, give this a quick listen. There's a saying, when the devil ignores you, then you know you're doing something wrong. Wait, no, I'm not done now. <laughs> you know, the, the devil goes, oh, no, leave him alone. Hey, he's my favorite. <laughs> right, right, right. Don't bother right. him. Yeah. Conversely, when the devil comes at you, maybe it's because you're trying to do something right. When you're favored by God, you're also favored by the devil. Remember, God loves you, so does he. He's after you, too. It's a war. You gotta really believe that. Don't give in to the immediate gratification. That is whispering in your Shut that door. Do not listen to that little voice. So that's that one voice. This other voice that we walk very far away from is the voice saying, hey man, you ain't doing shit. Get back to fucking work. It's time to get back to work. Yeah. So um, I guess there was a few different voices on here, or, uh, different uh, people on here discussing that. But um, there's a lot of truth in that. There's a lot of truth in that. When you are doing, when the, when the devil is not bothering you, that means you're doing something wrong or you're not doing, you're, you're, you're just drifting in life. Because if you're just drifting in life and you're just kind of, blue -doo 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 -doo, you know, you're just engaging in pornography and you're drinking yourself away weekend and after weekend after weekend, and you just, you just don't really care about life. Life's going to be grand for you because the devil's not bothering you, right? You just, you just living a lustful, sinful, intentionally, you know, self-destructing life. But it's when you start turning your life around and you start doing the right thing. Yours truly knows exactly what the heck he's talking about because I am dealing with that. The devil bothers you. The devil wants to push you down. The devil wants to attack you because you are trying to do something right. And we're, and, and, and furthermore, when you're trying to get other people in a straight and narrow and you try to get them on the righteous path and you're trying to get them aware of what's going on, the devil and his legion of demons, they ramp it up. Very interesting. So, um, so let's get into this reading again. It's uh, Joel, Joel chapter three. Uh, verses one to five, and it reads, and this is the day of the Lord, okay? It shall come to pass, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. <clears throat> your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions, even upon you, your male and female servants. In those days, I will pour out my spirit. I will set signs in the heavens and on the earth, blood, fire, and columns of smoke. The sun will be darkened. The moon will turn blood red. Before the day of the Lord arrives, that great and terrible day, then everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will escape harm. For on Mount Zion there will be a remnant, as the Lord has said, and in Jerusalem survivors whom the Lord will summon. And that is the reading. So the takeaway here from this passage, because I was reflecting on this quite a bit, the takeaway from this passage is the promise of divine intervention and spiritual renewal in the middle of turmoil and uncertainty. It speaks to the universal avail uh, the universal availability of God's spirit, right? Surpassing barriers of age, gender, uh, social status, and empowering individuals with prophetic visions and dreams. Now the mention in this passage about the signs in the heavens and on the earth emphasizes the magnitude of God's power and the significance of recognizing divine intervention in the middle of chaos. Now, this passage should offer us hope for redemption and salvation to any one of us who calls upon the name of the Lord, highlighting the importance of faith and trust in times of difficulty and misfortune. Now, don't get me wrong, we shouldn't be just reaching out to God whenever we're dealing with turmoil. We should always be having a relationship with God, always, even during good times. We should always be grateful, giving gratitude, 
whether if it's in a gratitude journal or just daily prayer every morning on your way to work, give him gratitude for everything that he's blessed you with. But the imagery that we see here of a remnant on Mount Zion and the survivors in Jerusalem, Jerusalem is deeply rooted in biblical and theological symbolism. See, in various religion, religious traditions, and again, remember, I'm not a biblical scholar, but this is just my take. Mount Zion and Jerusalem hold very significant spiritual significance as places of divine presence, salvation, and restoration. The idea of a remnant typically refers to a small faithful group of people that remains steadfast in their beliefs despite adversity or persecution. Now, in this context of Mount Zion and Jerusalem, this imagery underscores the resilience and perseverance of the faithful few who continue to worship and serve God, even in the face of difficulties and many challenges, just like Job did, right? Look at all the challenges Job went through, but he still remained steadfast. He still remained obedient to God. And the notion of survivors in Jerusalem further emphasize the theme of endurance and protection. See, Jerusalem is often depicted as a holy city, right? It represents a, um, a sanctuary where believers find refuge and divine favor. And the survival of these individuals within the walls signifies God's grace and protection, preserving his chosen people, amidst trials and tribulations. So overall, the imagery here is conveying a very powerful message of hope and reassurance to the believer, highlighting the endurance, the enduring presence of God's grace and protection even in the middle of adversity. And it serves, it should serve anyway, as a reminder that no matter the circumstances, the faithful few will always find refuge in divine sanctuary of God's love and mercy. So how can we cultivate a deeper understanding of faith, hope, and divine intervention in our lives? Especially when we're facing challenging uh, points in our life. How do you do that? How do you cultivate that? I believe that it's through embracing these timeless lessons in the scriptures which will lead us to recognize the enduring promise of spiritual renewal and redemption, which will ultimately, it'll guide us toward a profound sense of purpose and peace. Now, which brings me kind of to my next topic here, brains and chains. Now, what I'm going to read, you can find on michigandejure.org. That's michigandejure.org, M-I-C-H-I-G-A-N-D-E-J-U-R-E.org. And you can scroll down and you'll see exactly where I'm going to be reading. But this piece, okay, so again, what I'm, what I'm going to be reading is a piece by a man named Paul. And it's just, it's very profound. And for some reason the other day, I was led to go read it again, and it struck me. I'm like, you know, I'm going to do a podcast on this because this is exactly what we're striving to do over here at His Heartline. Not only help people ask and accept Christ to be in their heart, right? Jesus to be in their heart and to have an ever-evolving, never-ending relationship that's continuously growing with our Lord and Savior, but to also educate people on matters of different things in the assembly, but also discussing matters of family, right? And how the nuclear family needs to be strong and strengthened in order for this country to be a strong and strengthened country, which is why I think there is such a huge attack on men and try to feminize them. So it destroys the family. So then when you destroy the family, it destroys this nation ultimately, because if you don't have able-bodied men to fight for what's right, it's easier to take over a nation and especially from within. And when you have the bread and circus out there of Super Bowls and keeping up with the Kardashians and TikTok and this and that and whatever else, it when you have an entertained and fed public, it's easier to dumb them down with this and misinformation. Break the brains, take your brains and break the chains, ladies and gentlemen. Now, here is the reading. 
This is the written piece by Paul. The thought processes of today's education leads to a brain in chains, limiting facts to create thoughts that sponsor emotions that control the mind and body. Because each person has done a large amount of emotional thinking, each person has many closed mental circuits inviting trouble of various kinds, including post-truths. When the trouble arises, he faces the problem of dealing with it. Basically, there is only one way to put a stop to recurring trouble. He must open the closed mental circuits that send his thinking compulsively through the illogical wrong patterns set up when the individual first did the emotional thinking inviting the trouble. Anybody can reopen his mind or his closed mental switches. Excuse me. Anybody can reopen his or hers, her closed mental switches, but he or she has to know how. Of course, he cannot reach into his brain with his hand and physically open or close mental switches so that the results of his past emotional thinking are eliminated, but he can throw the necessary switches in a physical sense just by using a thinking process. Nobody can think consciously without throwing mental switches. He forms and unforms them all the time. His difficulty in relation to his past emotional thinking is that he doesn't throw the paper switches because he doesn't know he should. And also because even if he did know he should, the process of doing doing it at first goes against his inclinations. So, the reason is that the individual has strong urges to gratify his unconscious thinking. He does not have an impulse to change it. Until he gets that impulse, he is helpless. Because the person who has problems has not known about his distortions of logic, he tends to blame his problems on factors other than their true cause. Instead of changing his own thinking, he usually tries to change the people and conditions around him. Often that may seem to succeed, although actually it never does. I want to break away from this for a second, this reading, or this, you know, yeah, this reading. Reading that last statement reminds me of a quote that I'm very familiar with. A man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. You can try your damnedest to try to change other people's thinking around you. but you're not going to convince them deep down internally. That's why he just, this last statement in here that he wrote, often that may seem to succeed, although actually it never does. Continuing the reading, he cannot face the appropriate reality or truth until he has first destroyed the distortions of logic that conceal it because reality and truth are superseded by his command phrases. That is the nature of a person's mental trap. All that is necessary is to give those words brief conscious attention without a motion of the sort that accompanied the original illogical thinking. If he gives attention to his command phrases with that sort of emotion, he simply perpetuates the distortion. Now, what a person needs is a willingness to give up the concept expressed in the words of the command phrase. Freedom from emotion enables him to accomplish that, and he can achieve freedom from emotion in various ways. Any brain infested with such sentences in relation to other persons is a brain in chains. Those judgments impair a person's effective intelligence and makes him compulsively antisocial towards anybody he dislikes. The person who understands about distortions of logic knows why, but he cannot easily tell someone why does not. Or excuse me, easily tell someone who does not. People who do understand are able to provide enormous help to one another as they work their way out of the hidden mental traps. But at the outset, a person may have to work alone. Sincerely, Paul. That's some pretty deep stuff. That's some pretty deep stuff. 
See, Paul highlights the detrimental effects of emotional thinking and closed mental circuits on an individual's ability to think logically and effectively. See, it emphasizes the importance of recognizing and addressing distortions of logic that stem from past emotional thinking, which can, well, it can lead to reoccurring trouble and inhabit personal growth. And what, what he wrote suggests that individuals must consciously reopen closed mental circuits by challenging and changing their thinking patterns, even if it goes against their inclinations. Now, this process involves giving conscious attention to command phrases without accompanying emotional reactions, thereby freeing oneself from the grip of distorted thinking. Furthermore, the passage underscores that we read here that the need for individuals to take responsibility for their own thinking and refrain from blaming external factors for their problems, it warns against the consequences of harboring judgmental attitudes and distortions of logic, which can really ultimately impair effective intelligence and lead to antisocial behavior. So overall, this piece that Paul wrote advocates for self-awareness, emotional detachment, and really ultimately a willingness to challenge and change one's thinking patterns in order to break free from mental traps and achieve personal growth and fulfillment. So breaking the chains of mental bondage requires a very fundamental shift in perspective and a commitment to critical thinking. It begins with recognizing that the system and institutions that have governed our lives have often deceived us for their own empowerment and financial gain. Now, we must see through these falsehoods and the propaganda, drawing proper conclusions through critical thought. These deceptions are not confined to the public school systems. They permeate various organizations and NGOs, right? Non-governmental organizations within the de facto government structure. We have been heavily, 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 heavily indoctrinated with lies and and have been conditioned to trust these institutions blindly. But breaking this cycle requires awakening to the truth, much kind of like Neo in that movie, The Matrix, if any of you have seen that, where he discovers the fabricated illusion of his reality. So how do we break this spell and empower people to think critically for themselves? How do we break that? See, education and awareness are key. When I say education, self-education, not that public school education, not that bullcrap, you know, Ivy League college education, right? That you go into debt for $100,000 a year or whatever it costs. I don't know. We must educate ourselves and others about the agendas and manipulations at play by fostering a culture of questioning and skepticism we can encourage individuals to challenge the status quo and seek alternative sources of information. And additionally, fostering independent thinking requires promoting media literacy and encouraging diverse perspectives. See, we have to teach people. We have a duty to teach people to question the narratives presented to them and seek out multiple sources of information to form well-rounded opinions. That's important, folks. There's a very large group of people out there that want these general general assemblies to fail. Why? Because we are going to be the most critically thought-provoked individual men and women who know the remedy to fix this country and get it back on track the way it needs to go. And they want us to fail, which is why there is so much muddying and confusion out there. I mean, my God, 
Mike Gill said it himself. A lot of these podcasters and social media influencers are deeply infiltrated by FBI and CIA because they know most people are starting to turn away from mainstream news and turn to independent media sources. So what do they do best? Well, they go in and start putting in their agents and making these big pod platforms to make it seem like they're giving you the truth. But really, they're going to take that, you know, 85 to 90 percent truth, but they're going to still slide in their 10 to 15 percent deception and to muddy the waters. Well, Jason, what do you mean by that? Well, I'll give you for uh, for instance. A lot of podcasters will use scripture just to gain your trust. Well, Jason, you read scripture. I know. Let me break it down a little bit further for you. My wife, we have a daughter. My wife is very in tuned with keeping up with um, tactics that kidnappers and, and human traffickers use of how they obtain your children. Well, why does she do that? Well, because we have a seven-year-old little girl. My wife wants to know all the tactics that these scumbags use so she knows what to look for. Here's a tactic that they use, and I'm bringing, I'm bringing this around to a point. There is a story that my wife was listening to where a woman was approached out in the parking lot and her daughter by another woman. And this woman put her hand on her shoulder saying, I would really like to pray for you. So God is leading me to come over to you and pray for you. And so she had this woman, this random woman who had her hand on this other woman's shoulder that was approached. And then her other had her other hand on the daughter's shoulder. And so this woman who approached this woman and daughter was saying, I really want to pray for you. And there was something that seemed off by this mother because she realized, I'm not, I'm not going to bow my head down out here in public in this parking lot while her hand is still on my daughter's shoulder. Uh-uh. Because what they're trying to do is they're trying to get you to bow your head, shut your eyes while your guard is down then someone in a van can roll up out of nowhere. The woman praying with you, supposedly praying with you, for you, whatever, grabs a kid, jumps in the van with the slide out door, and boom, gone. Bye-bye. Because these people know that if, if they can approach their target and be in the camouflage of, you know, be, be cloaking themselves as a Christian saying, oh, God is speaking to me to pray for you. Most people are generally going to drop their guard. I'm like, oh, that is really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Please. That'd be great. That'd be great. Please pray for me. So back to the podcast world, a lot of these scumbags out there will use scripture, will read scripture just to get you to drop your, their, your guard. Oh, they got to be good. They read out of the Bible. They have to be good. They got to be, right? Be careful who you listen to. I used to listen to about 22 to 23, maybe 24 different voices out there. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I have roughly over, I don't know how many hours it is, at least over at least six or 7,000 hours. I, I have to go back and listen, but pod Podbean has it uh, documented. I mean, I've reached what they call mastery level or whatever on Podbean, like, if, you know, based on all the amount of hours that I listen to. I mean, I've, I've listened to a lot, but I used to listen to a lot of voices out there. Guess what? Not anymore. You know why? Because all these voices, except, you know, maybe one or two, but mo by and large, mo the majority of these voices. And again, I'm not going to say names because I'm not going to freaking drag names through the mud. And not only that, I don't need to be drug in court because, uh, you know, defamation and slander and this and that. I'm not, I'm not about to do any of that crap. I don't play those games. But a lot of these people have been inconsistent with their messages. They'll say one thing one day, and then like a year later, they'll say something that contradicts it. A lot of these podcasters will have people like AVR on and freaking Ann Vandersteel. 
Well, Jason, I thought you were going to mention names. No, I'm just saying who some of these podcasters, they'll have people like these people on here because they're going to be the ones promoting the American state national bull crap, which again, enslaves you. It basically traps you in the backside of the corporation. Look in all your documents, ladies and gentlemen. Th again, back to thinking for yourselves. Go read every founding document that this country has. You are not going to find the term American state national, and you're not going to find the term democracy anywhere. I challenge you to go find it and then show it to me. You ain't going to find it. I promise you. Yeah, but Jason, it showed American state national. It, it shows up in the, uh, in the, you know, United States code. Yeah. Code. That is a corporate thing. That is a de facto thing. That's not a common law thing. That is not in our founding documents. So before you go and start telling me, well, it's in the state code, it's in the U it's in the, you know, it's in the US code. No, it's not. It, it might be in the US code, but that doesn't make it lawful. Just FYI. It's not a thing. It's a corporate made up idea designed to entrap you. Why do you need to status correct? Let me ask you that. Why do you need to status correct? You are not a citizen. A citizen is a public servant who is either elected, appointed, or hired in government. Unless you work for government you're, and you're not in the military, you know, unless you work for government or you're in the military, you're not a citizen. You are a civilian, but you're not a citizen. The Constitution is for the citizen. Well, Jason, what about all the rights, the amendments in the Constitution? Yeah, those are for the citizens. We are granted our rights by God. Natural law. Our rights come from the creator, divine providence. Not other man or men. God created man, man created government. Man gives government their rights. Our rights come from God. It's that simple, folks. See, the devil and his legion of demons, they come to confuse people. And they try to make things more difficult than what they really should be. God keeps it simple. But people, for some reason, are just so hell-bound on wanting to follow the more difficult path. Why? Why? Ultimately, breaking mental bondage requires courage and perseverance. It means confronting uncomfortable truths. And man, oh man, are they out there. Boy, are they out there. There's a lot of uncomfortable truths out there that really will stop a, a lot of people in their tracks and be like, what? I did not know that. You have to confront these uncomfortable truths and you need to reject the comfort of ignorance. But by empowering other men and women to think critically and question authority, we can begin to dismantle the illusions that bind us and pave the way for a more enlightened society. Anyway. That's all I have on this episode of His Hard Line, Brains and Chains. So what we're going to do is we're going to conclude in a prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you with humble hearts, seeking guidance in these turbulent times, and we acknowledge the chains that bind our minds and hearts and the distortions of logic and the emotional thinking that clown our judgment. We ask that you grant us the strength and wisdom to break free from these mental traps and see the truth that lies beneath the surface. We ask that our eyes be open to the realities that are unfold around us, both near and far. And we ask that you help us to see beyond the illusions and the deceptions that obscure the truth. We, Father, Give us the courage 
in the comfort and, and to, to, to confront uncomfortable realities and the determination to seek justice and remedy for all who suffer injustice. May we be empowered to think critically, to question authority, and to challenge the status quo. Guide us in our quest for knowledge and understanding that we may discern the truth in the middle of the sea of misinformation. And lastly, Father, we just ask that you bless our nation and all its people. Grant us the strength to unite in the pursuit of justice and equality for all. Inspire us to take action, to stand up for what is right, and to work towards a brighter future for generations to come. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. So remember, ladies and gentlemen, here at His Hard Light, we are firm. We are steadfast. We are uncompromising. We will not allow the enemy to ever cross this line again. It is our duty to hold that line. For the enemy seeks to lure us into apathy, complacency, into fear, doubt, anxiety, and hopelessness. It aims to enslave us mentally, hindering progress towards self-mastery, self-governance and self-procure our relationship with our heavenly father let us remain vigilant ladies and gentlemen and let us remain resolute in our commitment to holding this line god bless ladies and gentlemen and we will catch up here next time to find more shows like this, you can visit hishardline.com and to learn more about your involvement with your local General Jural Assembly, you can visit national-assembly.net. His Hardline Podcast. His Hardline Podcast. Podcast. exercise caution regarding any organization purporting to be an assembly and claiming similar objectives such as the American States Assembly, National Liberty Alliance, Life Force, Beacon 37, RUSA Tactical Civics, or any entity diverging from the officially recognized Michigan model acknowledged by seven countries and the United States military. Furthermore, it's important to clarify that we do not endorse or recognize status corrections.